Hey everybody, welcome to the Full Frame uh, Podcast. Could you just oh. uh, just uh, take, stop and take it from the top one more time. Okay, okay, you ready? So, Ed, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me again. The uh, the new iteration, but um, still the same Zach and Zach and its DNA. Um, <laughs> So uh, what we were just chatting about and we've been emailing about is, um, you know, everyone, um, you're still really, really connected with Blair Witch and the whole, everything around it and the community around it, but you do television directing yeah. and you're on a bunch of different shows. And I'm, I know Griffin and I, as like wanting to be directors, it's like a new kind of avenue that I don't think a lot of filmmakers think about as like a career option. Um, first, how did you kind of break into TV directing? What was, what caused it? You know, how did that come about? Well, um, the, you know, uh, Robert Rodriguez called me um, uh, right when he was starting his, the All Ray Network. And he was like, hey, I'm starting this, you know, network and we're going to have, you know, uh, Latino filmmakers and actors. I'm going to have, you know, Latino stories and it's going to be awesome. And we're going to do, you know, Dust Till Dawn as a TV show. And, and I want you to come on and direct, you know, some episodes. And I was like, of course, you know, and, and at that time, I mean, you know, the, you know, as you know, like the indie film world kind of, you know, collapsed in, you know, 2008. Um, really like the video market just kind of disappeared overnight. And, um, it's been, you know, ever since that time, it had been very difficult to raise money. And so even barely, you know, even break even with movies was becoming very difficult. Um, it, you know, being an indie world, now obviously to go to a studio, but, you know, we were like, you know, we felt that we wanted to keep our, you know, uh, artistic vision. And also the student, none of the studios were calling us anyway. So we kind of didn't have any choices. Um, but after um, Exist, um, you know, uh, I got an opportunity to do uh, an episode of Dust Till Dawn. And then um, it was, you know, it was kind of nerve wracking because uh, I did the third episode of the show, you know, Robert did one and two, and then I did the third and it was just like, you know, coming off of Robert Rodriguez, it was intimidating as hell, man. Um, and, you know, it was his crew, like his, you know, his Austin crew, which, you know, most, you know, works with him a lot. And, and I felt just like very intimidated by it, but um, the crew was great. Robert was cool. Um, and they really welcomed me in and I did a pretty good job. And, you know, and, and it was weird because I was doing like scenes from the movie. Like, uh, you know, I was in charge. I did the whole scene in the motel with, with that, with that, uh, the bank teller and they you know, kill her. And it's just like, you know, all, all these, all these scenes from these, from the movie that, you know, this other, this movie that I love. And, um, it was just a weird experience, man. But, uh, luckily it came through. I, I did a really good job and they asked me back for the next you know, two seasons. And then I got, um, I happened to get as a fluke right after that, I got this show called intruders, which was a BBC America show, um, with Mir Servino and John Sim, uh, James Frain and, and Millie Bobby Brown from stranger things before stranger things. Oh, cool. And, um, we shot it in Vancouver and that was the first time I did the first four episodes. And that was the first time that I had done like a, like a big, chunk of tv like that was a quite a a learning experience and um 
but I had a great time and the show unfortunately didn't get a second season renewal, but it was, you know, I'm still really proud of it. Um, and then, you know, you just, once you get like a little bit of a reputation and especially like, you know, now, I mean, you know, I, I've, uh, my last name is Sanchez. So the whole idea of like searching for diversity, I've been pretty lucky that, you know, my last name is Sanchez. And I, and I know, you know, you have to do the work, you, you know, they're not, people are not going to give you a job just because you're a minority or just because you're, you know, now there's, they're giving a lot of opportunities to women, which is great. But I mean, if you don't, if you can't, if you can't do the job, you're not going to last very long. So right, no matter right. who you are, you know, so, you know, I, I, I feel that like the, you know, Robert and, and my last name got me into the door and then, you know, my performance and my abilities have kind of given me my career, which is great. Um, but once you get into the mix and once you get kind of known, people just start calling you and um, you uh, I've, I've been lucky to be working pretty steadily for the last two or three years. And uh, and it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's um, you know, it's uh, I, I think I think you're smart about thinking about television because there's so much more television than th than than movies. I mean, right. you know, there's like 500 shows or something. I don't know what the last you know, I was talking to my friends about it, like there's like 500 shows now or something like which is ridiculous. Right. Um, but it's a great opportunity for us. So somebody's got to direct those shows. And so there's a lot of opportunities for, for, you know, shooting in television. And a lot of people, I mean, I think back in the day, people used to look down on television, like when, you know, back before, like, I guess, you know, it's, it's like you were, we were talking about before, it's kind of like the second, you know, the, the, the second golden age of television right now. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, before Sopranos, like, you know, being in television was almost like a downgrade, you know what I mean? Right. And now there's more interesting stories being told in television than in film, I think. Uh, unfortunately, um, uh, I think, um, you know, while there are still like very much standout films that, you know, have artistic merit and have, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, our tour vision or whatever it has, you know, they have something to, to offer and they're telling really great stories. Most of the movies are just, you know, it's, it's, it's they're most looking for tentpole films now, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, the, the ability to tell little stories in film is like disappearing except for a few select filmmakers. And, but on television, that's all it is, man. I mean, you know, character, character, character is television. That's, you know, that's what they tell you all the time. So it, it does give you an opportunity to, you know, stay with the, with the characters a little longer. And also that it gives opportunity to actors to, to play instead of an hour and a half you have with a character, you have, you know, 10 hours and you possibly have a second season and, you know, you can live with this character for a long time. Um, and it's actually, you know, it's, it's, it's really rewarding. And the thing about people, you know, like the thing about it, television directing is pretty much the, pretty much the exact same thing as film directing. I mean, obviously, you know, you're doing a Marvel movie or a huge special effects movie. It's, you know, there's a little, there's a bit, little bit of a difference and the crews in films are a little bigger, but you know, when, you, when you're working on a TV show, you're working with a lot of people. So right. it does give you, you know, experience beyond the like the indie movie realm it does give you professional experience and like what i found out in in um in my career is that i've got i get i get a i'm getting a lot of interest for features now because of my tv work because it's kind of like they i think you come from the indie world there's always this little bit of like do they know how to do today do, do they know how to work the hollywood way you know the hollywood right. system you know the, the being on set, set etiquette, you know, how to work with different departments, all that stuff. So once you do it in TV, it becomes kind of like, okay, you know, you just add a little more money and, you know, 
a little bigger, but you know, film is you know a very similar crew wise to to big you know big TV shows. Um, so yeah, and you get to learn, man. You get to learn. You get to you know work on your chops and like I, I've you know now like you know I mean, I mean you know the TV shows still kick my ass. They're still very challenging, and sometimes you're like you don't know what you're going to do until you start shooting it because it's just kind of hectic that way. Sometimes the schedule is crazy. You have very little prep sometimes, but, um, but I've, you know, like I've just, so, I'm just so much more confident with my ability to go into a scene and figure it out and find the blocking quickly and find the shots and, you know, do something really cool, you know, come up with a nice product. And I've learned, you know, you learn to troubleshoot and you learn like, you know, when something's not right, you're like, okay, how do I fix it? You come up with different ideas and you learn from the DPs, you learn from the actors, you learn from the crew. So these like five, last five years that I've been in television for me has been like a, another film school, mm. like a, like a hands-on, you know, training, um, just kind of like, you know, almost like, uh, just, just getting out there and doing it, man, just exercising the, the directing muscles over and over again. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm a much better director now than I was five years ago. Um, I just, you know, you, you, you know, like, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it makes sense. Like the more you do it, the more you learn, but, and, and, and the thing about it television is you're always working with different people. Um, mm -hmm. so there's so much opportunity to learn, you know, that you're always learning new techniques and finding new cameraman and new camera people and new shots and, you know, new, new actors, new ways to, to, you know, that to set up scenes and, you know, you just kind of like, you just learn, man. And it, it's been a really rewarding experience. Ed, when you're coming into a new show, what is expected of you as a director of television versus a director of even an indie film or an, a regular size studio film? What is the expectation? Well, the, the, you know, the, the expectations are that you're going to basically make your day. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, in film is the same way. Like basically, um, you know, your, your main goal is to make your day, like find a way to shoot what's in a schedule on the schedule. Now, you know, obviously it, it's, it's, um, sometimes it's more challenging on certain shows. There's certain shows that like push the boundaries or push the limits of, of the production, um, team, um, Queen of the South is one of those shows where it's like, you know, you're constantly on the run and there, there is, you know, a, a very much of an excitement to it. Um, but it does tire out the crew and it's sometimes it's really exhausting, but it's really rewarding when you can get it done. But basically when you go into a TV show, they, um, you want to, uh, you know, you're, you're basically, they want as seamless a transition as, as possible. They want to go from, um, you know, the previous director to you without any major difficulties. So you got to come in. If it's a new show, you kind of have to figure out, um, you know, where your place is. I think there's some, um, you know, there's, there's some shows that um, require more work, require a little more um, thought. Um, you know, they're a little busier. Um, there's other shows that are a little easier. Uh, it's a lot easier, obviously, when you come back to a show because you know people and everybody knows you. And it's like, you know, coming back to a, a little bit of a family. Um, like I'm about to do my fifth next year. I'm doing uh, my fifth Supernatural episode. And it's the, my last one. It's the last season. So, you know, it's like that's going to be heart wrenching, man. That's going to be really emotional. 
um, because you know they've been together for so long. So you know, you come in as a and you're you're basically a work for hire. So you have to come in and kind of figure out how to keep. I always say like you just got to go in there and you got to keep the train going. You got to keep the train from going off the tracks, and you got to make it to the next station on time. You know, and um, and then when it's time for you to get off, you get off, and somebody else gets on, and they keep going. So, um, you know, you got to keep that in mind that it's not a, it's not your feature. It's not like something that you are totally in control over. Um, you know, television is very much like a writer's, you know, genre right now, like a, like a writer's game. So it's like, there's, um, you know, the showrunners really do run the show. So, you know, so basically you're just made, you're there to, um, you know, deliver an episode. So you go in and you read the script. They send you the script, you know, usually a couple of days before. Sometimes you don't get the script till you get there. Um, and uh, and then you just do your various meetings. Um, you know, you you uh, you know start casting. It's like a you know it's a truncated or you know film. You know, it's like a you know forty two minute film. So you start casting. Patients starting immediately. Um, the um, you know. Um, you start uh, giving script notes if there are problems. Like sometimes, you know, there's always there are always issues. You can't find a certain location, or the location you found doesn't have exactly what's in the script, so they have to rewrite it. So you you're kind of in charge of you know making sure the writers um, have the information for them to do their rewrite. Um, and uh, usually, there's a you know when you're shooting, the, the writer of the episode is there. Um, on most of the shows that I work with. So that helps because it gives you somebody to, uh, you know, somebody who really knows the show a lot better than you do and who has actually written the episode. So I think there's a, that I, I always love working with the writers. There's a lot of directors that don't like the writers on set with them. Um, but I, I always find it comforting. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, you just go about it, man. It's just like a regular thing. You schedule it and you shoot it and, you know, usually... Um, you shoot it in like eight days um, and then you go and then once you're done, um, uh, like if you live in L.A., you can actually, you know, because you're, you're supposed to supervise the edit. You know, the, the, you're, you're supposed to get a director's cut. Mm -hmm. They usually they give you like three or four days once they deliver the editor's cut to deliver your uh, director's cut. So most I mean, most if you live in L.A., you can actually go into the editing room. Um, I don't live in LA, so I've always done my editing from, you know, remote from my house mostly or from my, my next gig. Um, so they send you, you know, uh, they send you the episode and then you with time code burned in and then you just send them a bunch of notes and they send it back to you and you send them notes and it's, you know, three or four times you do that. And then you turn it over to the producers and then they, they take it over and then you're done. Do you watch your episodes when they go live? Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't, I, I do watch all of them afterwards. Um, and also, I mean, you know, when you, um, you know, when you're editing, you're obviously watching your episode. So by the time you're done editing, you're kind of sick of it, but I do love to see because the, the you know, you, you never, you never turn in a finished show, you know, it's always, it's always over a little bit, you know, that they, they like to get it a little fat, you know? Um, sometimes it's really over. Like sometimes if the script was too long, you, you turn in a really long cut 
and you know you know the producers have a lot of work to do but you know it's their show so you really uh, you know once they get it they can kind of do you know their own thing and i'm always interested in what how they do it you know because it really is like a good lesson in, in far, as far as like you know editing and also like figuring out what you can cut and what you can't cut how to make things make sense while you're cutting scenes up because it, it, you know eventually pretty much in television you're you end up cutting you always end up cutting scenes right pretty much usually so um you know they always overwrite a little bit so um you know but mostly the the producers do that and then i but i just get a kick out of you know seeing what they did with the episode afterwards and also the color correction and with the music and the sound you know it's a complete and then you know the muse the you know it's, it's a completely different experience than you had you know during the edit so yeah do you have a lot of do the directors on who are the different directors on the shows talk a lot do you guys have a lot of have to have a lot of conversations about handoff and stuff like that no not really i mean there's a there's a new position. I mean, you know, like a recent position. I, I, I'd only heard of it, a few, you know, recently a few years ago, but there's a thing, there's a position called the producer director or producing director. And that's, that's what I did on Queen of the South this season. And basically that person is, um, you know, they, they'll usually direct a few of the episodes during the season, but they also are just kind of in charge of helping the other directors and making sure that there's a smooth, you know, entry and a smooth exit. Um, and then, and, you know, you're kind of, and you're kind of an advocate for the director. If they need something, you're like, you know, oh, but you're also, you know, it's also like a, you know, producing position. So you do have that, you know, you're obviously one of the producers. So you do have to kind of keep, sometimes the, you know, you have to talk directors down from doing things that, you know, you can't afford. Um, but I mean, you know, mostly, you know, the directors that, especially on Queen of South, you know, are pretty veteran, you know, pretty experienced directors. If somebody doesn't have enough, you know, as much experience, you kind of look out for them a little while, you know, for a little bit, but, you know, always making sure that you keep your distance. You don't want to take over stuff and be, you know, overbearing and stuff. Um, uh, and some, you know, some, they ask you for more help. Some directors ask you for no help. Um, and, uh, but it's kind of your, you know, it was kind of, it's kind of my job to kind of make sure that they have, they have everything they need. And then as a producing director, you also shoot a lot of um, second unit stuff. Like okay. if, if there's a certain scene that they don't have time to shoot or if the need, something needs to be reshot or there's certain cutaways that we need or like inserts, like that's what the producing director ends up directing for, you know, while he's not, well, if I'm not directing my own episodes, then I'm doing a bunch of work on the other episodes. Gotcha. Do is there ever a situation where one episode and one director on one episode will be asked to cover a scene for because of a location that you guys are in or whatnot? Sometimes, but usually, um, if I'm you know if the producing director is available, they will come in and direct that scene. Um, but but no, I've been. I mean, there's been several times where just either I'm the only director around, and you know they need because you know dga you have to have a director around right. so even if it's like a simple you know insert on some you know on a phone or something you have to have a director there so sometimes i've gotten that where i've i've been on another on a show and they're like hey Ed, can you come over here and just supervise this so we have a dga director if this is from another episode and um so yeah and you know and it's you know it's 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 challenging you know because 
sometimes, especially at the end of the uh, the season, everything's going crazy because you're trying to, you know, you have a deadline and basically after that deadline, you can't shoot anymore. So you're trying to get everything out of the way and, you know, all the scenes and make sure that every, all the, the episodes are locked or at least the early ones. And, you, you know, um, so it gets a little hectic, you know, with all the kind of, um, you know, spinning plates. But you know it's fine at the end. It's fine, and you know it's it's, it's stressful, but it's uh it's, it's good work for sure. Is if you're not a producer's producing director, um, are you as a director? Are you just there kind of to cover your episode, or do you do most directors stay the length of the sh of the season length, the shooting length, or no? The the only the only director that stays there full time, at least to my understanding is the producing director the rest of them is you go, you know it's about three weeks okay you, yeah Cause, you know there i mean you know it's like it gets expensive yeah 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 you know like every day you have a director it's you know a certain amount you know it's a certain amount of money so it can get expensive really quickly so uh that's the that's the whole role of the, of the producing director so that they don't have to um you know, hold, hold any other, you know, you have a director and just kind of, that's your kind of go-to person right. for the whole season, you know? So what are some of the, uh, we, you kind of talked about some, you know, you're constantly directing. You think you said, you think you've become a better director than five years ago before you started doing TV directing. What are some of like the, do you have any concrete or kind of epiphany moments over the course of your five years of TV directing that you're like, wow, I wish I had, I really wish I'd learned this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if there's like a if there's there's so many little moments where you know you do something in a scene, you're like, wow, I've never done that, and that's kind of cool. Or you, or a cameraman will do a move, and you're like, wow, that's a cool way to you know introduce stuff. Um, and, you know, and um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of all the time you're surprised by things you learn. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's just about, you know, something that either, you know, sometimes it's not related to directing at all. It's just set etiquette or like we had, a you know, you have sometimes a little, you know, especially when you're a producing director, you're also, you know, kind of management. So there are HR issues that sometimes you have to deal with. So there are, you know, but as far as the filmmaking, it's just, you know, like on this last episode of Queen of the South that I did, like I, I really started kind of thinking about, you know, like my progress as a filmmaker and a lot of the stuff I'm like, you know, like I, you know, I, you know, not to, you know, I don't like talk, you know, bragging about myself, especially, you know, to, to myself, but there is this confidence that I've gotten, um, you know, where I see the material. I'm like, wow, that was, that's, that's not what I could have done that that's something new right. or the way I, you know, because you get, you know, you, you, you just have, you know, you're always being challenged because when the, the writers, you know, in, in film, it's different because film is like, you're married to the script for so long, you know, you, you, you write it and then for months you prep it and then you, you know, you, you have rewrites and there's a lot of more time, you know, sometimes it spends years before you start shooting. Right. So the director, you know, you're much more familiar with the, with the feature script than a TV script because TV, you know, within five days you're directing, you know, three, you know, you get four or five, you know, you know, you get, you get, you're supposed to get as many prep days as you do shoot days, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Um, but you know, so, so you, so you just, just 
so there is a there's more collaboration in television. So there's more like you don't have to have all the answers, and I think that's what I enjoy the most is that sometimes you uh, you just surprise yourself or you get surprised by somebody some somebody, and also uh, the point I was trying to make was that television scripts are much they're much quicker. You know, they they write them and you're literally shooting them. You know, five or six days later, um, so you sometimes get into the situations where they write things that are impossible to direct. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like that paragraph is impossible or it'll take three days just to shoot this photo, you know, this paragraph, like, you know, and some, you know, and the, and the writers are like, you know, they, they want to, to put as much cool stuff into the, into the show as possible. So you don't, you can't blame them for like trying to, you know, to stack up the, the show, you know, to put, to stuff the show with stuff. Cause that's, what I would do as well. Right. But as a director, you kind of have to learn to like, you know, look at it and say, okay, this is not going to work. This is going to be impossible. Or like sometimes you, you look at a scene and you're like, how the hell do I convey that? How do the, how do I convey that feeling or that reaction that they want there? So, uh, and sometimes, you know, you nail it and sometimes you, 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 you can't get it. Sometimes you just can't figure it out or the actor doesn't give it to you or just timing. You don't have enough time. Um, so, but, but the thing about in the, the, the directing for television, that's a great fit for the indie world is that the pace is very similar. Mm, okay. You know, like you do, you, you know, you've got to rock, you got to rock it. You got to freaking move, you know, I mean, I haven't been on any, I haven't been on any shows where like, I, I mean, I know there are some shows where you can be a little more luxuriant with your time, you know, but I haven't been on any of those shows, you know, I mean, some shows are easier than others, but there's always this level of like stress of, you know, of, um, you know, trying to figure things out. There's always this level of, of discovery and, and trying to, um, you know, to, to, to do the right thing for a certain scene or find a, a moment. Um, but, you know, and, you know, and, and so the pace of it is, 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 uh, is very much like an indie film, at least the indie films that I used to do. Um, so that was kind of easy for me to, to make that transition. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really rewarding once you get into it and, and, and can do it right, you know. So talking about the transition from indie film into TV, were you, did you have a lot of apprehension or were there specific apprehensions that you had moving into? I mean, I mean, really, man, you know, like I, you know, and I already, I already talked about a little bit is that, is that, you know, the, the apprehension was that I had never directed a television show before. And now it's going to have to go in and like direct the episode right after Robert Rodriguez. Right. That, you know, that to me was like the biggest kind of hurdle for me is, you know, as an early, you know, as a, a novice television director. But, you know, and, and even and Robert even said it, Robert's like, you know, if you're used to the indie world, the t- you know, TV world, TV is easy. You know, it's just the right. same pace. Um, so, uh, you know, once you get into the rhythm and once you realize, you know, your resources, you have multiple cameras, you have, you know, um, you know, you know, you have to learn the rhythm of the of the DP. How long you know he or she takes to light the scene, the camera. You know, you start developing relationships. Um, you know, with the camera people, with the actors. Um, you know, and uh, so uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not sure what the what the what the original question was, but yeah, it, the, the indie world really prepared me very well for the for the 
television world, you know? So, and then really for me, it was just kind of like, don't screw it up. Right. Right. You know, you know, don't just don't screw it up. You know, are you able to like with a DP, are you kind of presented with the DP that you're going to be working with for those three weeks or, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's the whole thing. Like when you come into a TV show, you know, even like, like intruders, which was, which I did the first four episodes, you know, they had already, the showrunner had already pretty much cast the show, had picked the DP, had picked the production designer. So no, in television, you go in and you are basically, you know, you, you have your, your, uh, you have to play the, the hand that's dealt to you, yeah. except like there are, there are certain like smaller, um, uh, like I did a show, um, it depends on the show, but there, I did um, a show in in California with Blumhouse, which was a small, like a very low budget uh, television show for YouTube Red, I believe, and it was called uh, Twelve Deadly Days. And um, on that one, we had a little more because it was almost like each each one was a short film. Okay. So we had we had a little more leeway as far as like you know working with a DP that we liked and trying to bring people that you know even actors like trying to bring people in that that you know that, that uh, we had worked with before but no usually you show up and the dp's already been there you know the whole season and you're just and you know and basically you just, you just need to plug in and keep and get going you know yeah so are there would are there equal amounts dp to directors on a show or do dps usually kind of work with it, multiple directors it, it depends. Um, there are some shows like Dust Till Dawn had um, had alternating DPs, I believe. Um, but most of the shows that I do, it's one DP. Okay. Um, like like um, the DP on Supernatural has DP'd like every single one of the three hundred and fourteen or whatever shows that they have. You know, the only ones he, he was sick for for a few of them, and then he directed a few. Other than that, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's DP'd all of them. Um, but again, that's like a really crazy, you know, that's a, that's an exception. And, and even him, you know, he, he's like, I would never do this again. <laughs> you know, if I had the choice, you know, I would never do this again. It's just exhausting. So usually, I mean, you know, a lot of shows do the, you know, uh, just two DPs and they go back just so that you have a little bit of time to reset and prep your show. Or else, you know, most, you know, these DPs, you know, most of the DPs, are, you know, they, they're like, they go from one episode to the next. And I don't know how they prep, you know, it's, it's like, a, you have to prep as you're shooting. It's a very difficult situation. But I, and a lot of, but a lot of DPs prefer that because they have, you know, they have the control over everything, yeah. you know. So are you, as you kind of move into this other part of your career, television directing, and now you're, a, you said you're producing directing um, for Queen of the South, are you, feel like you're getting deeper into television where you can you feel like you can start uh, uh, creating your own show or yeah 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 i mean that's that's been the that's been the goal from the beginning um was like once once i started directing television my partner and i greg hale we you know we and we realized that um you know the indie film world was a little you know uh a little difficult to maneuver at the, at the time we kind of pushed all our resources into television. So while I've been directing, he's been developing and um, we've been, we've, we've actually been pitching for the last couple of years. We had a show. Um, we had a little bit of, we had some luck with a show for stars 
um, that we they bought it. We you know wrote the the Bible. We wrote the pilot. We laid out the, you know ten episodes of the first season, and uh, we were about to go scout it. But the show took place in Cuba, and uh, this was like right before Trump got elected, and then well Castro died, and then Trump got elected, and the show yeah went went away. That was heartbreaking because we were like literally like about to you know go scout in Cuba, and I'm from I'm Cuban, so it was like a dream come true for me, and it was a cool show, man. Um, but so since then we've been like pitching a new show every like probably four months. Um, just to kind of keep keeping people's, you know, keeping the periphery of everybody, keep them kind of active. And we have a, we have two pitches coming this summer, which we think are going, are like kind of our most, uh, um, like that we're very optimistic about. Gotcha. Um, so, um, you know, so yeah, we're definitely moving into doing our own show and, um, and ideally, it, you know, we I want to bring a show to Maryland, and Greg wants to sh- bring a show to Portland where he lives. Oh, okay, he's out in Portland. Yeah, so that's the ultimate goal is to be able to at least have you know a show that that you can, you know, or any kind of work where you can sleep in your own bed, which is a you know rarity in this business. So at least for me, it is. So yeah, well, you talked about that the last episode, wanting to be closer to home. Yeah, where are you going a lot of the time to shoot? Um, uh, mostly Vancouver is probably the most, I've worked mostly in Vancouver, but like Dust Till Dawn shot in New Mexico. So I've shot there. I just shot a show earlier this year or late last year in Atlanta. Um, I've done a show in, um, L- you know, Los Angeles, of course, and Toronto. Um, but, uh, and, you know, Dallas, Queen of the South was in Dallas, Austin, um, uh, the first two, the two first two seasons of Dusk at Bill Don were in Austin, and then they moved to New Mexico. So mostly the United States, but you know, um, but you know, Vancouver really is kind of a, you know, the epicenter right now um, for television. It's just like so many, they have so many shows up there. It's ridiculous, um, but uh, but it's a good place to shoot, so I don't mind. Is, are you starting to take a look, kind of go back in your backlog of like film ideas and scripts and retweaking that or kind of tweaking them to say like, well, I wonder if this could be a TV show? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, because there's, you know, there's so much stuff that doesn't ever get the light of day, see the light of day. So you, um, you know, you definitely go back, especially if it's an idea that keeps kind of bugging you, like something is, you know, something's up with it. Like there's some, some kind of uh, special attention that you're, that, that, that you're forced to give it. I think, you you know, naturally we've, we've gone back and got said, yeah, I wonder if you could make this into a TV show or this into a TV show. And, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of the feature ideas are very, you know, um, uh, malleable towards a TV show. Some, you know, some aren't. But it's definitely the place that we're at right now. Um, you know, and, and on the feature side, like there's definitely, you know, I'm still I'm still in the game, but it's so scattered right now. Like there's just no um, consistency, and um, and then and you know, and then the TV jobs keep getting in the way. So right, you know, it's a good problem to have. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When you go into pitch either film or your TV shows now, who's listening? Um, like next week, we're going to go see. It, it depends on the show. Oh, okay. 
Um, it depends on the idea. It depends on, you know, who is, uh, who the producer is, or if you have any attachments, like sometimes like, like next week we'll, we'll, we're going to go in or with a, uh, with a kind of a producing team already. Um, so, um, it depends on who they think, who they have relationships with, who they think the show is going to work for, who sometimes who needs a show like this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're like, okay, it's a, it's a horror show about this and this. And then you're like, okay, this, you know, that they already have three shows. They're not going to want this, but this place over here, I was just talking to somebody, they really want horror and this seems to be like a good fit. So, yeah. And that's why you, you know, that's where your agents and your managers, you know, kind of come in handy because they know how to, you know, where to place you. So like next week we're going to, you know, just this show happens to be a kind of a big show. So we're going to Amazon and Netflix, um, and, um, shutter, um, you know, just places like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, really like for, for me, man, I mean, and on the film side, anybody, I mean, I don't really care. Um, you know, like a lot of people, I think I know have like, um, you know, a little trepidation about going with Netflix for their films, but I don't give a crap. You know, I mean, if you're going to pay me to tell one of my stories or direct a feature, I don't care where it ends up. You know, if you can find a way to make money, you know, um, so, um, you know, Netflix obviously is, is kind of the big boy, um, you know, the, the big guy right now. Um, but you know, and, and, you know, it's, and it's like, it just seems like we're always, you know, we, we usually are always pitching, you know, cable or, you know, uh, pay t- you know, premium television or streaming mm-hmm. because, you know, the ideas we have are not, you know, network ideas, right. You know, it's just not going to work. Is it a lot of genre? Yeah, it's mostly all genre. So, you know, and also, you know, uh, I mean, you know, you know, it, I mean, network television is what it is. I mean, they, they have a different business model than, you know, Netflix. Um, but, you know, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a broadcast television. So just that limits you so much, especially in the, in the genre, you know, genre show or a genre movie, you know, it's very hard to, to do a, you know, a, a proper, you know, even PG 13, you know, it's, it's, right. it's very difficult. Sometimes you have to, you know, do an R or, you know, a soft R, but it just, you know, it, it just, and also, you know, networks are, you know, a little more formulaic than, you know, the streaming services and the cable networks. Yeah. So, well, I guess the last question is we're kind of close to wrapping up. What, is what has been a really difficult or a couple of difficult elements to television directing that maybe you didn't think about you'd have to kind of acclimate yourself to, or has there been anything really difficult? Yeah. I mean, you know, there, I mean, there's a plenty of difficult stuff, but it's just, you know, the basic difficulties of production, you know, everybody who's made a movie or done a, you know, any kind of short film knows that there's just inherent difficulties of, you know, production, but, um, it, you know, I find myself, you know, like sometimes it's, sometimes it's a little, um, mercenary. It's a little, um, you know, like it's sometimes it's too commercial, mm. like, like, you know, like, you know, um, you know, you, you're, you're, you're a work for hire, right. You know, you have to keep that in mind. 
Um, and some places are much cooler with that than others, you know, but other places there's very much like you kind of have to, you know, we, we, we kind of have to stay within these boundaries and it's very important to stay within these boundaries. Um, so, and sometimes you get into situations on set where you're not, in, you're not really in control for a little bit. Sometimes mm-hmm. when things get, you know, and it happens on every set. Um, and, but you and you but you and you have to be ready for that, and also you have to be ready to accept the fact that you're not the main person on this, you know, in this show. This, you're not the main. You're not the show doesn't revolve around you. And for feature directors, you know, the movie does really revolve around the director. I mean, that's just the way it's you know built most of the time, especially in the indie world. You know, like you know, the director is in charge of you know everything. Like they, you know, creatively, you know, they're the the bottom line. Right. In television, you know, it's like if you want to change a line, if it's a major line, you got to talk to the writer. The writer has to, you know, sometimes call the showrunner, and, um, you know, so, so sometimes you actually do feel a little bit inadequate. You mm. know, like you're like, you know, they're just kind of rolling along without me, and I feel kind of left out, whatever. So you just have to kind of, um, you know, step back and, you know you know just because i get mad you know and I, you know you know how it is man like you you know set a set is you know it's hard work You're long right. hours and everybody's sometimes you get cranky and this and that so if something happens especially at the end of the day you're like oh my god we got to get this three-page scene done and we have you know half an hour well, how are we going to do it and everybody's like hustling a lot of times you know you you kind of everybody just starts to try to help and it creates you know a little bit more chaos than than you than you would like Right. Um, and then sometimes you get a, a place where like nobody has the right answer, including yourself. So it becomes like a lot of kids, a lot of cooks in the kitchen kind of situation. Right. Um, but you know, you just got to manage it, man. And, you, and, you, and, and for me, the, the biggest thing is like, um, you know, dealing with the hours. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, just making sure that you, that my boss or my bosses that I deliver some that I deliver what they need. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that I deliver what I what they need to finish the episode with. Like it might not be exactly the way they wanted it to be, but at least it's there. And I learned that from my first the first Carlos Cota, the first showrunner I worked with with because he, he was just like, just get just get what's on the page, man. That's mm. that's your your job is to get what's on the page. It's not to rethink stuff. It's not to like come up with, you know, weird ways to change things or, you know, make things more complicated. I mean, if, if you have the time, if you get into a situation where you have a show that shoots for a long time and you have that, you know, luxury, great. But most of the time you just got to be moving, you know, you got to do six, seven, eight pages a day, you know, you got to keep moving. Um, and especially on some shows like Queen of the South or Dust Till Dawn, um, where there's like action and somebody getting shot or somebody turning into a creature or, you know what I mean? Like there's always something going on, you know, stunts or, you know, shootouts and squibs and, you know, people fighting and stab wounds and, you know, in, in those action shows, you know, you got to, it's difficult because, you know, you never have enough time for the action scenes and, and, uh, and you get, uh, you have to kind of, like I was doing a show, um, in Toronto called Taken and, uh, they, you know, it's an action show. It's, you know, it's, it's like supposed to be like the Liam Neeson movies, you know, it's, a, it's an action show. And 
you know, I got in there late in the season and people just felt like it, it, there was, I was doing an action scene and it wasn't even my, it wasn't my fault. It was nobody's fault. It was just like they, it's, things started to kind of fall unravel a little bit because the actors realized that they weren't getting enough time to do this and they were kind of sick of it. And they kind of were like, they never give us enough time for this. And, you know, it's supposed to be an action show. And I was like, I completely agree with you, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm, this is the hand they, that I've that been dealt, man. I can't, you know, just add time. I, you know, I, this is what it is. And so there's always, it always seems to be that, like you're always running out of time and you just have to be cool under pressure, man, and not be an asshole, you know, like, just, you know, and, uh, and respect people. And, uh, you know, for me, it's like the, the best thing about television is the, is the crew. You know, sure. and I love, and I love the actors too. I love some actors more than others because, you know, they're, you know, different people. So, uh, you know, I love the actors too, but the crew is always the same, man. Like whether it's LA or, you know, Vancouver or Toronto, it's like, they're all like most of them. I mean, there's always an exception, but they're always like super hardworking, super dedicated people who, if you like give them respect and like, show you know give you know be, if you're a proper leader to them mm-hmm. they will they will do anything for you man you know yeah. even at the end of the day when they're i mean you know i you know i have really great relationships with with the crews and i'm always amazed by the stuff that you know i can get i'm like you know sometimes i'm like oh my god i forgot this can you try to do this and you know and that's the whole thing is that if if you know if you treat people res- with respect and you don't you know um, you don't insulate yourself from the crew because I know a lot of directors like to insulate themselves just because that's their, you know, um, you know, that's the way, that's their, the way they work. Um, but uh, for me, like, you know, in between takes, I like walking around and just showing myself, you know, not sticking, not staying at the, at the, you know, at the video village all the time. Like I like walking around and just making sure, you know, just trying to connect with, you know, with people just because, you know, it's like, you know, it's hard work, man. And, and like, you know, as a director, you're most of the time you're there for three weeks and then you're gone. You can go and go sleep late at your house. You know, these people start the next episode. As soon as you leave, they start the next episode. So they don't get any break. So if you can, you know, if you as a director can be, and and I've had people tell me this is like one of the greatest, um, you know, it's one of the greatest things people tell me is the idea that like, you know, the director, like, you know, I have good energy, you know, and you have to kind of, you know, you're, you're sometimes the crew energizes you because sometimes it's just, you just like can't take anymore. You're just done. And you, somebody will come around and say, Oh man, we got to finish this. And, you know, it's a team effort. But a lot of the time you're kind of, you know, you're walking around trying to give energy to these people that are working a lot harder than you are. Right. Um, and you just kind of show interest, man, and not waste their time. You know, like, you know, I, I go in there prepared. I go in there with knowing what I need to do. And if I don't know what I need to do, I, get, I figure it out as quickly as possible. Or I ask the right people. And I get the right people involved to try to start to figure it out as quickly as possible. Um, and that's, you know, I mean, look, it's just, you know, it's a bottom line with everything, man. You treat people with respect and, you know, people will, will you know, the, the team will succeed, you know, most of the time. Yeah. Um, sometimes things are beyond your, you know, your control. You know, some, I've I've come into shows that, you know, are literally falling apart. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just things are not gelling, and there's just difficulty. The network's not happy, and you know, there's just a lot of turmoil. 
And that's a really uncomfortable situation to go into as a director because, you know, you're literally a stranger. Right. Um, but that doesn't happen very often, uh, fortunately. And also, you know, and again, it's like, and once you get into the, once you break it down and go into the crew, it's, it's a, you know, it's very familiar territory once you, you know, once you've worked with, you know, these crews, because, you know, it's just there, they have a, there's like a universal, there's a universalness to them. Um, that's not even a word, but, um, you know, there's, there's just something about them that, you know, I just feel like it's like they, they have really great energy, you know, most of them generally speaking. And, uh, and, you know, I, I rely on them. I rely on the crew so much and just to kind of, you know, give me some feedback and, you know, make sure things are running great. And so, you know, it's, it's a great, you know, and, and they're most people, most of them are lovely people, man. And, um, that's the most fun I have is just kind of finding the, the, uh, you know, building relationships within the crew. Gotcha. Well, so last question before I let you go, um, what are you looking forward to? What's coming out that people should check out? Uh, um, I, you know, the, I did, I did, a I did an episode of the show called the in between, which I think is NBC and it's out, it's out right now. I did like, I think I, my episode is the, is the one right before the finale and it's actually, and I, I really like the episode. Um, it was, uh, I had, a, I had, a it was a good time doing it. Um, and, uh, and then I have, so that's coming out, I guess later this summer. Um, I think they're up, they're up to like the fourth or fifth episode. So, and then, um, uh, then Queen of the South, my, my, I did the last, the first, the last, the, the, you know, right before the last episode as well for that. So that's, that'll be out in four or five weeks, four weeks. I'm not sure what episode we're on yet right now. Um, and then hopefully I can, you know, um, you know, I'll definitely get, probably get more work to fall and start working on stuff. And I have an episode of Supernatural. And then fingers crossed that, you know, this fall I'll spend most of the time, uh, you know, writing on our new show. That's really the, that would be really the sweetest thing to happen. Um, yeah. uh, but, you know, but I'm going to keep directing and, um, you know, just see how, how, you know, see how that just keep until they, until they throw me off set, man. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll keep doing it, you know. Um, where can people follow you? Um, pretty much. I mean, I'm on Twitter, uh, Sanchez on the mic, but I I rarely go on there. Uh, mostly Facebook, uh, Eduardo M. Sanchez, and then I have uh, Hackton Films has a page, Blair Rich Project has a page that I'm always on. So um, I'm pretty easily and pretty accessible. So. Cool, man. Well, um, Ed, I'm really happy for you. And uh, we fought, Griffin and I follow you and get all the updates from set. So, uh, cool, man. Like, hey, I mean, dude, if you, I mean, if you see that I'm somewhere that and you can make a trip, I mean, come by and, and visit the, you know, I mean, I think you guys would get a trip out of uh, just, you know, just being on set, man, because it's TV is. I mean, it's, it's hardcore, man, but it's, I mean, but, but, but uh, it, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, man, uh, let me know if, you know, if you're, if I'm somewhere you're like, Oh, Ed, you know, I'm we're just a couple hours away or wherever it is. I'm not sure where you guys are, but um, you know, definitely come because the set visits are always really interesting, especially for people like you guys that want to get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, no, I'll take you up on that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Guys have a great week. 
Hey guys, just wanted to remind you that not only can you find the Full Frame Podcast on HMD's website, www.hmdfilms.com, but you can find us on Facebook, and most importantly, you can find us on iTunes, where we would really like if you could leave a review and subscribe. Thanks. Have a great week. Thank you.